Thank you for tuning in to Take It or Leave It. Each week, Dynasty Coach A will throw out a hot take and tell you why it may not be as hot as you think. Now here's your host. Welcome back to Take It or Leave It. On tonight's episode, we're going to be going over DK Metcalf and why you should not be drafting him as the wide receiver 15 in June ADP. All right, so let's look back at his rookie year a little bit. So we started out even with week one with a high snap share uh, going with 80%, but his routes were kind of all over the place, like routes run until about week nine. Right around that time, he started, you know, whether he was, you know, getting control of the playbook or, you know, just learning how to be an NFL wide receiver or whatever you want to say, his routes really leveled off at that point. And, you know, we can see that he was getting a lot more steady playing time at that point. From weeks nine on, he averaged 12.44 points, which over a 16-game pace would have been 199.04 points or wide receiver 26. He had a 10.34% touchdown rate during that time span. So I, I don't think we can say, you know, it's not like a DJ Moore thing where we're saying he's due for touchdowns or anything like that. Like that's a very high rate already. So if anything, that might come down a little bit. Although, I mean, he could just be one of those players that, you know, is, is going to score a good amount of touchdowns, and there's nothing wrong with that. During that time, his targets jumped up to 6.88 targets per game, which is 110 target, 16-game pace, which is not very high. Now, we do know in Seattle's offense, as efficient as Russell Wilson is, that 110 targets is decent. But with his 58% catch rate, I'm not sure if 110 targets is really going to be able to cut it as far as being like a top-end you know, wide receiver 15 or, or better. All right, so then in the playoffs, he had a very nice game against the Eagles. He had 160 yards and a touchdown. So obviously, like, we know he has a ceiling. I mean, I think we knew that during the draft or, like, or, or after the combine, I should say. You know, like, he, he obviously has insane athleticism, just like he's an insane specimen. He's probably not human, except for we see the following week that he kind of falls back down to earth. And he only has four receptions and 59 yards in the following playoff game. Also, we see in week 16, he had exactly zero points. He had one target, no catches, no points. So we, we definitely know he has a floor. And that's probably going to happen when you have someone that's getting as few targets as he was. Or at least, you know, some of the games that he was getting as few targets as he was. So with his style of play, I could easily see him being a very boom-bust receiver. And we've seen that like with, you know, certain players like Tyree Kill and, and, and players of that nature, like, you know, that can work out for you, but they really have to be getting you huge boom weeks in order for the bust weeks to not kill you because you need to make sure you're winning those weeks. And I don't know that Metcalf is giving you the, the, that level of boom to where you're actually still like, or you're definitely winning your week, the weeks that he's booming. And it's okay that you're probably going to lose a couple of weeks when he's busting. All right, so like I said, he, he started coming on week nine. Like, that's when he started getting more targets. That's when he started getting more playing time, started running more routes. And I've heard from a lot of people, like, that's when he started taking over as the number one wide receiver. Like, he, he's now the, the, the go-to guy for Russell Wilson. He's the alpha. You know, it, he took over Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's just not that guy, right? Well, what I'm seeing is a perfectly timed injury to Tyler Lockett happening right around the time that he started getting more routes. 
So in week 10, Lockett gets a nasty knee contusion, which forces him to go to the hospital to relieve the pressure because he was in danger of losing his leg. So what happened to his leg was he had something called compartment syndrome, which is a buildup of pressure from internal bleeding or swelling of tissues. The pressure decreases the blood flow, depriving muscles and nerves of needed nourishment. And they honestly said that they, they felt like he could have lost his leg. So obviously that's a big deal. Now, I mean, he obviously did not lose his leg, but I would imagine that that's not something you just come right back to, from. And we see that in, in his snap share and in his targets. Everything comes down after that week, after that week 10 game. His snap share goes down. He was up in the high 90s, 96, 97%. And it doesn't drop down into like the 20s or anything like that. But, it, you know, it is in the, the low to mid 80s, which is still a pretty significant difference. And, I mean, I was watching those games. I had Lockett in a few leagues. And, I mean, you could just tell he wasn't the same. And then we see it in his, in his targets. Lockett had four targets in week 10, two in week 12. They had a week 11 bye, and three in week 13. Then Metcalf, in that same time span, has 10, 6, and 7. In week 14, they both had six targets. So now, like, okay, Metcalf is taking over as the alpha, right? Well, maybe not so much. In week 15, Tyler Lockett gets nine targets. Metcalf gets four. In week 16, Lockett gets eight targets. Metcalf gets one. Now, in week 17, Metcalf did have 12 targets to Lockett's seven. But that's just one game. And over the last three weeks of the season, and including the two postseason games, Lockett out-targeted Metcalf 42-31. to 31. It doesn't really sound like Metcalf taking over to me. I don't know about you. All right, so here's the stat lines over those same five weeks, because we know that Lockett out-targeted Metcalf, but maybe Metcalf outproduced him, right? Well, Lockett had the 42 targets. He had 28 receptions, 381 yards and three touchdowns, which comes out to 269.12 points if you extrapolate those, those points over a 16-game span, which would have been wide receiver six in 2019. Metcalf over those same five games had 31 targets, 16 receptions, 336 yards, and three touchdowns. So they both had three touchdowns, which is nice. But he ends up with 216.32 points over that same 16-game span, which is wide receiver 22 in 2019. So I think we're seeing right there that, yes, Metcalf is going to be a big part of this team. And I'm not saying that Metcalf isn't valuable or that you shouldn't draft Metcalf. I'm saying that his wide receiver 15 price is a little crazy because if he ends up as that wide receiver 22, you're not going to be very happy paying the prices that you paid. And the other thing is, you know, if he ends up as that wide receiver 22, you can come back and, and pick him up around that price later on rather than paying that price now. Or, you know, you can look at it a different way and you can go get his value, that wide receiver 15 value right now, and then come back and buy him at that wide receiver 22 value later on. Obviously, Metcalf is a young player. He can get better. We know that. But the truth of the matter is he's not the number one on his own team. And I really don't see that changing in 2020 like, at the very least. Nothing has, nothing besides like a three-game span after a nasty leg injury has shown me that Tyler Lockett isn't the number one on that team. All right, so you know every week I tell you to trade for or you know trade away or trade for a player. 
And so who am I telling you to trade Metcalf for? I think it's pretty obvious at this point. I'm telling you to trade him for Tyler Lockett. Lockett's only 27 years old. He still has two years on his contract at a very team-friendly rate. So he still has plenty of life left. And he really isn't in danger of being cut or traded anytime soon. They have no one else on that roster that's going to be taking anyone's spot, regardless, Metcalf or Lockett. They're both pretty safe at this point. But the truth of the matter is, like, I mean, I know a lot of people start getting scared when a wide receiver hits 27, but that's not me. I would say that Lockett, at the very least, has those two years that are left on his contract to be the number one wide receiver on that team. And then he very well, you know, obviously could be extended or anything or go to another team. I don't think he's going to be dead after that, especially just, I don't know if you ever watched Tyler Lockett, but he's a good wide receiver, like really good. So I ran the two players through uh, two different trade calculators and I came up with um, Metcalf for Lockett and Evan Ingram. Or if you aren't in need of tight end or you just don't like Ingram, Lockett and Teddy Bridgewater in a super flex league. So, I mean, you could definitely, if, if you're in need of some you know, other players or some depth, you know, like I said, a tight end, quarterback, obviously quarterback in a super flex league is huge. And I love Teddy this season. I know a lot of people, you know, might not be as big as I am. Shout out to Shane, but uh, the guy's going to ball out this year. So you're going to notice that it's kind of a recurring theme with this show. Like I'm going to be like saying that a player isn't as good as people are saying that he is. And that doesn't mean that I don't like the player. I like DK Metcalf. I think he is a good player. I think he could even eventually be a great player. I don't think that's this year. And I don't think that he's going to be taking anything away from Tyler Lockett anytime soon. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to trade Metcalf away for it, for nothing. I'm telling you, trade him for value. Trade him to better your team. And I think you can do that by making a similar trade like what I just pointed out. Even if this little 10-minute pod wasn't enough to make you a believer in Lockett, uh, there's plenty of players going well after Metcalf that I'd be willing to do this, you know, same or similar trades with, you know, whether it's uh, DJ Chark, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, or even a Denzel Mims. Obviously, depending on, you know, which one of those you're doing, it's going to change the, you know, the type of trade that you should do. But point is, go see what you can get. Obviously, let me know if you're able to make a trade, if you're willing to make a trade, or if you think, I'm completely wrong. Either way, just let me know. But whether you love it or hate it, you got to take it or leave it. 